Hey guys, welcome to What's the Word on Lunch Plus, a daily broadcast here. Like, share, subscribe, hit the little bell, get notifications when we go live. We're talking today about, uh, in a new series called Stinkin' Thinking. We're probably going to be here for a couple of weeks at least. And uh, we're talking today about what is lottery mentality and how to always win, not necessarily the lottery but how to always win in life. Because what I'm going to give you actually will give you more than what the lottery will. Yay. Uh, What I'm going to tell you will change. It'll take away. Do you realize, think about this. Let's do math. All right. (laughs) Let's do math. Understand that there are many things that will add to your life. Those are assets. There are many things that will take away. Those are called liabilities. There's many things that we're doing, and today we're talking about actually stinking thinking. All of these ways of thinking are liabilities in our life, so it's taken away from the assets. What if instead of just improving on uh, the assets, we take away the liabilities, which automatically makes everything that you have higher? And that's what we're doing. Not only that, but if you'll remove some of these liabilities in your life, all of a sudden you're going to find that you will gain more assets. In other words, you will start to move forward in life. Things will grow. And that's one of the things that we're talking about. We're talking about lottery mentality. Now, the reason why we're talking about lottery mentality is I originally did this series in uh, 2013. I was about four and a half years into being a pastor, and I watched as certain ways of thinking that permeated our society, it was everywhere in our culture, in our society, was completely holding people back. And watch this, it was actually stopping them from receiving the inheritance that God had from for them. There was so much more that God had, uh, but they were missing it. And, and as a pastor that really cares about the congregation, I was thinking, Lord, I really don't want to see this happen. I want to see people rise. I don't want to see them go backwards. And uh, so we're going to talk about quite a number. Let me just read you quickly the list that we have laid out. And this list is subject to change. But uh, let me give you an idea of what we're talking about here. So the first thing is lottery mentality today. Tomorrow we'll be talking about arrival mentality and spiritual teenagers. Uh, Drive-through mentality, a socialism mentality, a disposal mentality, entitlement, a kingdom democracy mentality, identity theft mentality, Uh, talking about victim mentality and a poverty mentality, a user mentality, which talks about some complacency and apathy, retirement mentality, and and what I'm calling a payment mentality. Uh, And I'll I'll leave that one. I'll I'll not tell you what that is. A uh, self-righteousness mentality and a my kingdom mentality. I'll leave that one as well. And a mental mentality. (laughs) 
<laughs> a mental. Are you mental? And so we'll get to that eventually. But uh, there may be some more. But these are the mentalities that we're going to talk about over the next uh, couple of weeks. And I believe that as you grab a hold of these, see these things in the Word, your life is completely going to lose many of the liabilities that have been holding your back. Therefore, immediately your life should shoot up in different ways. And by getting these wrong mentalities out of the way, your life is going to go forward. So let's jump in today to lottery mentality. It might not be what you think. It's probably along the lines but I'm going to show you some things that you might not have thought about before. As we're doing this, no matter if you're watching live or in the archive, drop us a comment, tell us who you are, where you're watching from, and let's jump in. What, how to always win, and what is lottery mentality? Lottery mentality is always looking for that one magical, lucky moment when everything changes. So lottery mentality is always looking for that one magical, you know, quote-unquote magical lucky moment when everything changes. And what happens is you really end up living a life that is completely based on luck. In other words, uh, faith has nothing to do with it. God really doesn't have anything to do, do with it. It's based on luck. Hey, Kelly, good to see you. So It's so good to have you on the broadcast. Thank you for putting a comment in. And uh, so one of the things that you see is all of these things uh, in a lottery mentality ends up being, I'm just waiting on a moment. You know, maybe, it, and watch this, let me give you some more symptoms of it. Lottery mentality will hold you in the place of always waiting on your time. Hey, Joni, good to see you from New York. Kelly, also from New York, so good to have you guys on. Lottery mentality will hold you in the place of always waiting on your time. In other words, it never is your time. It's just always somewhere out there in the future. Uh, in whatever areas that you operate in a lottery mentality, it will hold you at a place of stagnation and impotence. Hear that again. Any areas of your life where you operate in a lottery mentality, it will hold you at a place of stagnation, staleness, mediocrity, and a lack of fruitfulness, impotence. And lottery mentality tends to lead people to just endure until that magical lucky day happens. And they just are, they're in this constant state of enduring instead of faithfulness. Lottery, lottery mentality always focuses on one day when, one day this will happen. Uh, you've actually seen a lot of this in the church, and there's a couple of very specific instances that I'm going to show you, and people don't realize that they're operating by lottery mentality, nor the, do they know what the, what's wrong with that. And, uh, but one of the things that you see about lottery mentality, a major, major issue that's been in the American church is that everything's going to get better in the sweet by and by. One day when we get to heaven, all this will go away. And so they're constantly waiting on that day when they go to heaven. That's literally a lottery mentality when everything's magical. Instead of utilizing what God's already given them, life can be better now. Life is better now. Life is going great now. I'm not waiting on it. I'm applying those promises and seeing the fruit now, now, glory to God. You know, uh, for example, you know, just talking about finances. 
in this year alone, we're about two and a half months into the year, the Lord said, for the people that are members of Boomerang Church, the attenders, and the partners of Boomerang Church, which you are, if you're a part of, a part of this, if you're sowing into it, if you're believing God, if you're sharing the broadcast, you are attached in that way. And anybody can grab a hold of this that they want. The Lord said this very clearly. This is a year of increase. It's a year of increase for all the people attached to the ministry, to What's Right, to Lunch Plus. That's you. And uh, so already this year, we have already seen over $75,000 of debt be completely erased in the lives of the people here in two and a half months. Glory to God. This is, this is awesome. It, it's one of those things where the Lord is supernaturally doing a work. We've already seen, I forget the exact numbers, but I'll, I know what they're over. We've already seen close to $25,000 in salary increase and, uh, and about 20000 of extra bonus money that's come in that was unexpected over and above the salary. And I may have those two flipped. Uh, Y'all have to double check me on that. But we've already seen, in other words, we've already seen 75000 of debt erased, another 20000 or so of uh, extra, and then we have... 20,000, over 20,000 in salary increase. So we've already got 100,000 extra that's come in or been paid off, and we have an ongoing increase in that way. God wants you to increase. This isn't just happening in heaven somewhere in the future. It's happening now. But if we're in lottery mentality, we won't be expecting it. I've heard Brother Tracy Harris say this so many times. Put this in the comment. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is an on-demand system. I love that. The kingdom of God is an on-demand system. There it is. Barrett put it up for us. At this point, 75,000, over 75,000 debt erased, over 26,000 in extras, and over 20,000 in salary increases. So it's over 100000 in debt erased and extra money that's already come in and be, been paid off and 20000 in salary increases in two and a half months. This is a year of increase and it's just getting started. Glory to God. The kingdom of God is an on-demand system. So now hear this. The, the Lord says this in 1 John uh, chapter 5 and verse 4 that this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Please put that in the comments. The victory that overcomes is our faith. The victory that overcomes is our faith. Now, we know from Hebrews 11.1, 1, we know from Hebrews 11.1 1, that faith supports or is the substance of hope. In other words, the things hoped for. So faith only works when it is bringing into manifestation things hoped for. And the things hoped for are an expectation. So if, and a joy, a confidence, and an expectation. That's Bible hope. So if I'm not in joy, confidence, and expecting the character and nature of God or the promises of God to manifest in my life, faith has nothing to support. But when I'm in expectation and I'm in faith, I'm putting a demand on the promises of God. I'm putting a demand on his character and nature. Now my faith is active and now I will overcome. 
So many people are not overcoming because they don't expect anything. They're expecting it, but it's always far off. Faith is now. If your expectation is not now, <laughs> hear this, if your expectation is not now, then you are not in Bible faith, you are not in hope, you are not putting a demand on the kingdom. It has no responsibility to produce for you. Faith is now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's not sometime in the sweet by and by only. It's there too, but it's also right now. Eternal life begins the moment you receive Jesus. The eternal fullness of God Life is the fullness. The eternal fullness of God begins right now. So many times people are sitting there and they're waiting and they're waiting and they're waiting and they're enduring and they're enduring and they're enduring, but they have no expectation for now. They have no expectation for those things to change now. Well, look at this. Let's look at Mark chapter 4 and verse 18. Let me say it again. Lottery mentality is always looking for that one magical lucky moment when everything changes. It's a life that ends up being based on luck. Can you tell already, because I'm going to give you some more. I'm going to show you some scriptures. I'm going to show you a lot of examples of this. Can you tell already that this is going to be helpful in how you approach life? And can you tell that there's probably other people that you know that it's going to be helpful for? And as we go into it, this is just the first one. As we get into this, it's just going to expand on you. And you're going to see how to wrap up and tidy up so many things in your life. The devil's going to come and try, try to throw some trash in your life. But you're like, you're going to say, I don't have time for that, devil. I'm thinking on the things of God. I'm thinking heavenly in Jesus' name. And, you, and he'll try to throw trash. He'll just get rebounded right on him. He'll just get smacked right back in his face. Mark 4 Verse 18 and 19. Let's look at the plan of God here. Mark 4, 18 and 19. It says, and, and this is the parable of the sower. He says, and others are the ones on whom seed, in other words, other people were the ones on whom seed was sown among thorns. Now we know that the seed he's talking about is the word of God. So what we want to see is God's plan for us here how to operate. He says, seed was sown among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word, but the worries of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So see, what happens is, the look at these key phrases here. The worries, deceitfulness of riches, desires for other things enter in and choke the word. In other words, you have the worries or the thinking of the world, the deceitfulness of the world, and the desires of the world. They come in. All of these thoughts come in, and all of a sudden what happens is the seed of the word that would bring them a harvest and bring them an inheritance, truly bring them a lottery-type inheritance, it, it, they already have it it gets choked out and it's completely unfruitful. When you understand what you have in God, think about this. We talked about this a little bit yesterday in the message on covenant increase at, at the church. Uh, if you'd like to see that, we'll put the comments. Hopefully we can put it up in a link for you. But yesterday we talked about covenant 
increase. And uh, one of the things that we talked about is this. Oh man, it was a powerful message. The Lord started healing people before we even started preaching. And uh, one of the things that happened and we talked about is, have you ever wanted to get that phone call or get that certified letter in the mail that you had some rich uncle you never even knew about, but he was worth millions or billions, and all of a sudden you find out you were in his will and you got an inheritance? And it, what, what would that do? There you go. They just put the link up there for you of yesterday's message. What would that do? Let's also try to get it in the... Uh, in the video for people later as well, so that message kind of goes away at times. Uh, one of the things that we would do, if we got that letter about that rich uncle, what would happen? What, what would happen right then? If we got that, all of a sudden we would be so excited. We'd be in joy. We'd be in confidence and expectation. When's that check going to come? <laughs> you know, when's that check going to come? I've had a couple of moments where there I knew some big checks were coming in, and I'm thinking, goodness, when is that thing going to get here? I'm looking for it. I'm checking the mail every day. You know, uh, we have a P.O. box, and I've had times where I was expecting like a, a paycheck or something to come in, and I needed it. You know, I know I know y'all might not have ever been there, but I've had some moments where I needed it in my life. And I'm, you know, most time I'll go once or twice a week to the P.O. box. No, not these days. Not when I'm in expectation. I'm at the P.O. box every day. I'm checking, oh, you know, not here today. Oh, not here today. I'm in expectation. I'm looking for it. When we get that way on the promises of God, then we'll start seeing the manifestation in our life. And so, but look at what happens here. If you had that check from that rich uncle, you would be expecting, you would know that your life is changing and you would be so excited. Let me give you some good news. You don't have just a good uncle and a rich uncle. You have almighty God. You know, we would get excited about a rich uncle that we were in his will and had an inheritance from, and he owns just a small piece. You know, if he was worth billions, do you know how small that is compared to what the world is worth? Like it's so, it's minuscule compared to what the world, I know it looks like a lot to us, but to the, the wealth of the world, it's nothing. It's nothing. And compared to God who owns billions times billions of galaxies and, and the planets in them times how many planets are in them, how much is that to God? You have a loving father, or, or if you don't know God and you're not in the family of God, you can have a loving father. He actually is, think about this, oh my goodness, think about this. What if, what if the world's richest person opened up, and opened up, a, you know, not a contest, but just open it up and said, I'm going to open up my family to adopt the next 1,000 people that sign up on my website. <laughs> what if, you know, some guy was worth, you know, uh, let's say 500 billion, let's say a trillion dollars. He's worth $1 trillion, and he says, I'm going to open up uh, my family, and I'm going to adopt the next 1,000 people that sign up on my website, and I will split my inheritance with them. What would happen? What would happen? They would blow up that website. That website would be shut down in a matter of minutes. It would be completely shut down. 
Why? Because you'd have so many people that wanted to. Listen, this is the opportunity that God's given us, but it's much, much more. He, he says, look, I own all this stuff. I own it all. I, not only do I own the planet, I made the planet. He says, and I want you to be a part of my family. And you will have an inheritance. The things I have will be yours. You'll have an inheritance. God opened that up to us. But see, the thing is, we've been taught that he's not a good God, that he, that he doesn't want us to give us things, things like that. He wants us to be sad. That's not true at all. That's all lies from the enemy. And so here we are not realizing we have an inheritance in God. And when we start to learn about the wrong thinking, the stinking thinking that we've had, you'll actually see how you will start thinking different. You'll start looking different. And the, and the stuff of the world will open up to you because God has opened up favor to you, right? You already have a lottery that you can grab a hold of even if you haven't become a part of the family now. You just make Jesus your Lord. You step into the family. Now, when I say make him your Lord, you're basically saying, look, Lord, I'm going to do it your way. But here's the thing. We're not talking about somebody who's going to have you doing all the wrong things. We're talking about somebody who everything he asks you is an opportunity to increase. He is so good and so loving. His love demands that everything he asks be an opportunity for increase. His love demands it. That's who he is. He's such a loving father. And so every one of us have that ability. We've already won the lottery. Put that in the comments. I've already won the greatest lottery of all time. I've already won the greatest lottery of all time. <laughs> Glory to God. Let that sit. I've already won the greatest lottery of all times. Of all times. Well, why, if I've won it and I'm in the family of God, how come I don't have it in my bank account? How come I don't have it in my life? The, the Word says that we are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. The Word also, also says this, what I just said, we overcome by our faith and our hope. In other words, the kingdom's an on-demand system. If you didn't even know that it was there then you won't be pulling on it. You won't be searching for it. You won't be drawing on it. You won't be putting a demand on it. You'll be sitting still, putting no faith, putting no hope out there, and that's the dangers of a lottery mentality. You already have the greatest, and you don't even realize it. We're, always, we're looking for something of the world to fill a gap that only God can fill. We're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting, we're enduring, right? We're always waiting for this. God says, don't, you don't have to wait anymore. You don't have to wait anymore. You don't have to wait. Well, and then you can say, well, how come I don't have a million in my account right now? It's like I'm just getting by. I'm reminded of the scripture. This has been coming up a lot to me in the last few days. Remember when Jesus said, I, he sent them out and he said, don't take anything with you. And then he, they came back, and he said, when you went out, he said, did you lack anything? Did you have need of anything? They said, no, Lord, not one. And you know that's true. I love this statement. It might have been Ted uh, Shellsworth, Jr. that I heard say it first. But I, don't I don't remember exactly. I know I've heard him say it. 
He says, you know that was true. You know they didn't lack anything because Thomas was with them. Because <laughs> Thomas, for sure, doubting Thomas would have been like, no, Lord, we, we didn't have this. You know, you know that they had everything they need because he would have for sure pointed that out. And they said, all of them said, no, Lord, we didn't lack anything. In other words, watch this. Right when I came to a point in my life where I had a lack or a need, God filled it. Right? In other words, God filled it, and listen, He always gives overflow. He is an excessive God. He, he doesn't always feel the need. He gives us what we need and more and more. And so as we grow, now watch this, it's, if it's an on-demand system, how much demand am I putting on God? In other words, maybe you don't have the overflow that you want because you're only believing for spiritual projects this big. We've been talking all this year about vision. Man, the Lord, this is good stuff. We've been talking about vision. And if we're not thinking about big vision, and we're always waiting for one day when we win it magically, win the lottery, then we're not putting any demand, and God has no responsibility to fill it because it's by faith that we overcome. So without big vision, we don't apply big faith. And without big faith, we won't have big needs met. We won't have big overflow. And so a lot of times we're designed to live not in the need, but in the overflow. We'll have all that we need plus some. All that we need plus some. Remember uh, the miracle of the fish in the nets. They had all they need plus some. Plus they were a blessing to all their partners, right? Isaac in the land uh, of famine had all that he needed plus some. Abraham had all he needed plus some right? Plus some. God is excessive. He is not into just meeting the need. No, his cup overflows. Our cup overflows because of the goodness of God. But if we're not putting, hear this, if, if the kingdom of God is an on-demand system and all we do is we run at status quo, average, all of our life, then all we'll ever have met is status quo. But if we'll start putting a demand on God. Lord, I'm believing you for a big, I'm believing you to give us the building. I'm believing you, Lord, to give us the land. I'm believing, I see, Lord, that you're going to give us multiple churches around the world. Lord, I'm believing for international ministry. You know, if you're in business, Lord, I'm believing you for a $10 million a year business, and that's just the first one right? You start believing God because here's why, Lord, I'm going to connect the vision of my business to the vision of the kingdom of God because that's where the glory comes from. That's where the, the favor comes from. That's where the covenant blessings come from. So I'm for sure going to take my life, take my business, take the vision and destiny of my life, and I'm going to connect it to a heavenly vision, and then I can have the glory flow into every part of my life. And it's not going to be small. It may start small, but it will not end small. It will be glorious in Jesus' name. Now we're putting a demand on the kingdom of God by big vision and faith, and God says, I'll meet that need, and I'll give you some extra on top of it. So a lot of people don't have the excess that they're believing because they've put no demand on it because they've been sitting in lottery mentality. Listen, you've already won the lottery. Even if you don't know Jesus, you can win the lottery today by becoming a part of his family. And when you do it, listen, you make him truly make him Lord. Lord, I'm giving up my sin. I'm giving up my old way of doing it. But Lord, I'm going to be who you've called me to be. You've already won the lottery. What are you waiting on? 
forget about it. Amen? Let me, his plan is for us to not be unfruitful, to not let the ways of the world deceive us and choke out the fruit. But his plan actually is a plan of faith. Look at uh, his way, John 10.10. 10. John 10.10 says this in the Amplified, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came, Jesus said, that they may have and enjoy life. Now, if you understand what this word means, the Amplified's getting ready to show it. And have life in abundance to the full till it overflows. Not just get by life, overflow in life. Not just enough life, abundant life. You know, this is what the promise, he said, this is what I want to give you. The thief is trying to steal it. Today we're talking about he's trying to steal it through lottery mentality, waiting, enduring, not, not putting a demand on it now. Let's look at Romans 1, 16 and 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it, the gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Put this, it is the power for everyone who believes. It is the power to everyone who believes. Put that in the comments. The gospel is the power to everyone who believes. The good news of God, His ways, is the power to everyone who believes. The gospel is the power to everyone who believes, who believes, who believes, who puts faith on it, who puts a demand on it. If you don't believe, you don't put a demand, it's not going to be the power. To everyone who believes, there's an if. This is an, a conditional statement. To everyone who believes, not waits for their ticket to come in, for their ship to come in, for their lottery number to be pulled. No, you already have the lottery. It's, at your, it's in your hands to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, but the righteous man shall live how? Live life to the full till it overflows in abundance. Live, live, live by faith. How? By faith. You're, in other words, God has set His word on it. You're not going to have the fullness of life if it's not by faith. I'm not supposed to sit around and wait for the lottery to, to hit for me. I'm supposed to attack it by faith. Attack this lack by faith. Overcome the world by faith. This is God's way. This is His plan. His plan is that we are very fruitful and very abundant, but His way to do it is by faith. Hebrews 6, 11 and 12, And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence so as to realize the full assurance of hope until the end. Listen to what he says. Here's my plan. Show diligence on these things. And, and watch this. You might not even be thinking, you might not even be thinking that you can do this. But God will empower you. Even where you have fallen short, God will help you, take you by the hand, give you his own strength into your life and empower you to live like this. All you got to do is set your heart to say, Lord, I want to live in your ways. I want to live your way. 
If you'll set your heart truly there, don't let your, your brain block it, but set your heart truly there, God says, I'll empower you to do just that. He says, be diligent, be diligent. You might not have been diligent a day in your life, but if you'll set your heart, God will give you the seed of diligence. He'll help you with that diligence. He'll show you. He'll connect you with people that will help you. He says, so that you will not be sluggish, we won't be slothful or drag our feet, is what the King James and the message says. We're not sluggish, slothful, we won't drag our feet, but be imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So it's not sitting around waiting on your ship to come in, waiting for the lottery ticket. It's an active pursuit by faith in God and patience that, Lord, I know you're coming through. And, Lord, I'm, I'm seeing it. You're manifesting this right now. It's a now faith. And when we do that, we start to manifest the lottery you've already won. All right. Again, I'll go over these symptoms. A lottery mentality will hold you in the place of always waiting on your time. In whatever areas you operate in a lottery mentality, it will hold you at the place of stagnation and impotence, unfruitfulness. It tends to lead you or lead people to just endure until that magical day comes. And a lottery mentality always focuses on one day when. One day when I get this, I'll do it. One day when this happens, I'll do it. One day when. And instead of, and so what we do is we wait for that one day when. We, we endure if we're taking the, the high road of the wrong thinking. And we'll endure. And then all of a sudden, but what are we not doing? We're not being active in our faith. We're not putting a demand on the kingdom. All right. But here's this. Because of these things, the fruit of this is people will just tread water in their lives essentially bearing their talents. The next part, you can be doing very well in many areas, but in one area you have lottery mentality and it can ruin you. It, see, this is something we need to eject out of our thinking, not just in one area or a few areas, but every area of life. Get rid of a lottery mentality. Why, why should we do that? Because one of the things is when we have a lottery mentality, that one magical moment becomes our source instead of God. And you can do that even while you say you're waiting on God. For example, what if somebody goes to every, um, goes to every single service where they know a healing minister is? And, they're, and what they're doing is they just go, well, maybe this is the service or this is the man that will, I'll get my healing with. What are they doing? They've turned a service and a man into their source, and they're actually operating in lottery mentality instead of putting on faith and working faith and belief in their heart, not having doubt and putting on uh, confessions in their life. They're not doing the work of faith. They're in lottery mentality, and they're wondering why they don't get healed. Huge point. You can be a hard worker and still have a lottery mentality in an area, and it can totally sidetrack you spiritually so that even your hard work amounts to nothing. Even your hard work. The spiritual problems of lottery mentality is God stops being your source. Philippians 4.19 says, My God shall supply all your needs. 
And uh, not, not the one service, not the one man, not the winning the lottery, the state lottery. God's supposed to be your source, not, not the lottery mentality, not everything else. Matthew 25, 14 through th- uh, 30, it causes people, this parable of, of uh, the talents, it causes people to disregard what they already do have in Jesus. When we enter into lottery mentality, uh, we enter into the place where God stops being our source. We enter into the place where it causes us to disregard what we already have in Jesus. Uh, 2 Corinthians 2.14 talks about leading us always to triumph. Lottery mentality constantly allows situations to dictate our triumph or failure. Instead of putting faith in what God's already done in our triumph or failure, we're waiting on a lottery winning or waiting to see if it came through, and that becomes our source of triumph. And we actually push the triumph that we always have away in Jesus because we're in a lottery mentality waiting on it to happen. All right? Uh, Galatians 6, 9, we get weary and well-doing. It says, don't get weary and well-doing. When you have a lack of faith or a lack of patience, or a lack of perseverance because of lottery mentality, you will get worn out. You will get very weary in well-doing. In other words, a lottery mentality can completely um, take hostage your faith. Mark 4, 18 and 19, in a lottery mentality, the cares of this world choke out the word and its power in your life. Matthew 6, 33, your focus it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Uh, when we have a lottery mentality, your focus and esteem constantly drift away from the kingdom of God and away from his righteousness because we're putting it on when I win, on that one day win, on that one day when we get to heaven, on that. It's constantly taking your focus away from what you're doing now and supposed to do now. And so remember that if we'll focus on his kingdom and righteousness, He'll give us all things. All things will be added. See, we've already won the lottery. We just have to do it His ways. If He's our Lord, then that's what we should be doing. But the issue is a lottery mentality can, can sink into us, and all of a sudden it can be from our family, from our environment, everything, and we're constantly looking for that one-day win. John 14, 15 um, says a lack of love or moving in obedience to Christ's command is another symptom of being in a lottery mentality. If we're in a lottery mentality, we'll stop looking at what he's told us to do because we're waiting for that one magical moment. So now we're in disobedience in this way. And remember, again, think about all these scriptures. I'm always leading you to triumph. I want you to have life to the full till it overflows. My faith, uh, my faith, uh, that you put, faith that you put will overcome the world. Uh, Seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added. If you are willing and obedient, then you will eat the good of the land. You can't eat the good of the land if you don't have an inheritance in that way. And so all of these verses and all these promises are being skipped because of a lottery mentality. A lottery mentality is holding the people of God back from the actual inheritance they already have. Examples of a lottery mentality. Let me go through these. If you are in a lottery mentality, you're always looking for the quick and easy fix. How can I do this? What's the quick and easy fix 
Because if you're in a lottery mentality, you just want it to be quick and easy. But you, and, the, and the issue is with lottery mentality is you stop and you stagnate in that waiting place and you look back and all of a sudden it's been two decades. Instead of if you would have just been diligent like the Bible teaches us, then all of a sudden you would have learned how to apply faith, how to walk in faith, and all of a sudden you would have grown to the place where your faith would have already handled that issue. Your faith would have brought in that new car. Your faith would have brought in that new job. Your faith would have done this. As you grow in these things, instead of looking for the lottery mentality, quick and easy fix. So a lot of times we've been sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. If we would have just gotten diligent with the things of God, we'd be at the place where we could just believe for it and see it. Now, now faith is. Examples of lottery mentality is, uh, you know, you're always playing the lottery. (laughs) Why? Because you think that's your source. Another example is this statement. One day when I get my whatever, my disability, when I get my inheritance, one day when I get my this, it's a, it's a symptom of a lottery mentality. Here's another example of lottery mentality. A get-rich-quick opportunity. We're constantly looking for that one magical business that it'll just be so easy and magical and everything will fall in our lap. Instead of just getting diligent about the kingdom of God, just be about his business, he'll be about yours. I want to be about his business. So if I'm constantly falling or looking for this, you know, a get-rich-quick opportunity, and it's not that there are some things out there. I mean, you know, but here's the thing. Who's the source of the ones that really work for you? God. You know, a few a few weeks ago, I, somebody called me and they said, hey, I think you need to look at this. As soon as they said it, I felt the spirit of the Lord on it. I knew what he wanted me to do. I did what he wanted me to do. And by the end of the day, I'd made four times my money. By the end of the day. By the end of the day. <laughs> one day, I'd made four times. You know, in other words, that was very quick. But it wasn't a lottery mentality. It was being tuned in to the spirit of God, hearing from him, and being ready and being uh, in a position ready to do that. Another place, if you're in lottery mentality, you're always waiting on an inheritance. What does that say? Uh, Proverbs 13, 11 in the New Living. Wealth from get-rich-quick schemes quickly disappears. Wealth from hard work grows over time. Amen. There you go. Now you got the Bible on it. Um. If you have lottery mentality, you may go to visit every quote-unquote anointed preacher so that maybe my luck will change or maybe I'll get healed this time. If you have a lottery mentality, lottery mentality is always looking for, and watch this, the secret that will unlock all their solutions. People are looking for the secret. They're looking for this. They're looking for that. What's that one secret that will unlock this? You know, I've watched so many now over time, you know, there's this, there's, you know, go out and stand on the ground without any shoes on and you'll get healing. The earth will replenish you. You know, there's, 
drink this shake and, and fat will magically disappear off of you. You know, all of these different things, you know, invest in this and it'll be awesome. Hey, we're the guys that predicted this boom in this one stock and we're predicting something else now, you know. And uh, if they were that good, they wouldn't have to advertise. They're always looking for the secret. They're always looking for the secret that will unlock all their solutions. How about this? They're always waiting on Mr. or Mrs. Wright. <laughs> well, when I get married to the right person, I'll be happy. Or when I have kids, I'll be happy. That quickly transfers to when I have grandkids, I'll be happy. No, you have happiness right here in front of you now. It's the inheritance of the Lord. It's who you are. You don't have to wait for it. Just go into God and you will be blessed and joyful. You know, uh, when you have lottery mentality, I can tell I'm in people's business now. Everybody's getting quiet. <laughs> <laughs> if you have lottery mentality, this is why we're approaching this topic, because we have these issues and we don't realize it, because our whole society has taught us to think this certain way. With lottery mentality, every new infomercial or documentary moves you. <laughs> As my daughter had a, her Snuggie on today. <laughs> That's not exactly it, but it just was fun to poke fun at. I hear they're warm. I don't want one. Every new infomercial and documentary moves you. It shows you that it's like you're looking for some magical thing to be the answer in your life. You know, watch this. People of faith. People that call themselves faith people, right? Watch this. <laughs> Kevin, okay, I'm turning this off too close to my home. <laughs> watch this for the faith people, all right? You ready? Well, if that person would just give me what God's telling them to give me. <laughs> if the right people would just give to me, I would have what God wants me to have. You are making that person your lottery. You're making that person. Guess how I learned that one? Because I did it. <laughs> Here's this. I'll come to church when I get straight. I don't want to be a hypocrite. Because you're waiting for a magical moment when all of a sudden all your sin problems go away. No, you go to church to work on those. Right? Well, I just can't find that perfect church to me, for me. Yeah, you ain't going to find one. Because there ain't one out there that, that walks in perfection because they got people that's got a flesh in it. Every one of them's going to have its challenges. That's where the growth happens. When the iron sharpens iron, when they come together at that point of friction, <laughs> that's where the growth happens. It, it's one of those things we don't realize how much we're operating in lottery mentality until the Lord really starts to show us this. This is why we're doing this series. You know, what do you gain by ditching lottery mentality? Fullness of life. Fullness. And you have peace in knowing what you have in Jesus and who you are. In other words, I have peace just in him and knowing who I am. And when I ditch lottery mentality, it actually opens up the door for me to walk into the fullness that God has for me right now. I can walk straight into my lottery. I can walk straight into my inheritance. I, but I got to get rid of this thinking because if I try to bring that lottery thinking into my inheritance, it's always going to sabotage my inheritance. 
But if I will say, I'm dealing with this. I'm not going to be waiting for that one magical moment. Let me pull up my big boy britches. Let me put on my work boots and let me get to work on me. Right? When we do that, we enter into a plan that God's already laid out. He's already designed, He's already designed the things of this earth to find you. He's already designed His inheritance to find you. It's awesome. It's already designed to be a blessing to you. So when we start ditching lottery mentality, we start moving into the fullness of life. Another thing, what do we get? When you get out of lottery mentality, you ditch the sense of hopelessness. The sense of hopelessness is gone because you're not waiting on your lucky day any longer. No, your lucky day is today. Today things change. Today things are changing. Put that in the cup comments right now. Today, put, put today in all caps. Today, my life is changing. Today is my lucky day in Jesus. Every day is your lucky day. Amen. That's my next comment. Every day is a blessed day for you in Jesus. Every one of them, every day is a blessed day. Watch this. Matthew chapter 6, verse 30 through 33 in the New Living. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. What? Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat and what will we drink and what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom. Hear that first. He's telling us what to do step by step. One, Seek the kingdom of God above all else, above everything else. Seek the kingdom of God, the domain of the king, the domain of the king. Seek the kingdom and live righteously. And when he says live righteously, he's saying live by my power and by my righteousness and live by my ways, by the right ways of God. So, Go after the kingdom, and as you go, do it empowered by God and in His ways, and He will give you everything you need. Everything you need. So seek the kingdom, live by His power and His ways, not by a lottery, but by putting on the discipline and the diligence, going after Him in your faith. Go after Him and His kingdom, and He says, I'll give you everything you need. I'll give you everything you need. Lottery mentality is always looking for that one moment when everything changes. Lottery mentality is always looking for the one moment when everything changes. That one moment has already happened. <laughs> when Jesus was raised from the dead, he raised us with him and made us children and inheritors of God. Praise the Lord. It's already happened for you and me. All we have to do is apply what he's done. And we can ditch lottery mentality. We can ditch all of these pits and all of these traps that have so easily gotten so many people off, but you and I won't, won't fall for that again. No, we don't need a lottery. We've already won a father. We've already won a father. And if you haven't won a father, or if you need to reignite that fellowship with him, I want you to pray with me today. Just say, Father, right now, 
I choose to ditch lottery mentality. A lottery is not my source. One lucky moment is not my source. You, Lord, are my source, and I trust in you. Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. Everything you tell me to do, I'll do. If you tell me not to do that sin, I won't do it. I'll do exactly what you lead me to do in your word and in your leading of the Holy Spirit. And Father, I believe that Jesus died for me, went to the cross, took all of my sin on him, died and went to the grave. And I believe that you brought him back to life physically. And when you did, you released a supernatural salvation that also pulled me out of the place of death. It pulled me out of the place of lack where I don't have to live by stinking thinking anymore. And Father, I ask you, for Jesus to baptize me in the Holy Ghost and fire so that I can seek your kingdom first and I can live by your righteousness and do your right things and you'll add everything to me and I'll be a glorious witness for you everywhere I go. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. If you prayed that today and you say, man, I really needed to pray that. I really need to pray that. And, uh, or it's the first time that you ever accepted Jesus as your Lord. You are in the family of God. If you meant that with your heart and believed that with your heart and put faith in it, put trust in it, you are in the family of God. You have a new inheritance in Him, and you don't need the lottery anymore. You've already won. You've won a loving Father that owns everything, and He wants to share it with you. So let's go after Him together. If you prayed that today and you meant to, go to whatsright.com. Go there, click on Contact Us, and tell us, Hey, I just prayed that prayer and I, and I got born again. I got saved. Let us know that. We want to pray for you. We want to give you support. We want to lift you up in our prayers and be a resource for you as you continue to grow in God. And we just praise God for you. I'm going to turn this over for somebody. And listen, today, if you want to, you're welcome to. Nobody watching this has to uh, be... Uh, take part in sowing. It's an honor and it's a choice if you would like to sow. So I'm going to turn that over to somebody to do that portion of it. But here's what I want you to know and here's what I want you to see. We're going to continue on in this thinking, th uh, thinking series. Tomorrow we're going to talk about arrival mentality. This is a huge one. We talked about a little bit a couple weeks ago. I'm going to get into more depth tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. It's going to set you free. So make sure to watch that. Uh, once we have it up in the archive, maybe we can put it right here uh, for you to watch again. And we love you so very much. We'll see you next time. Here's Barrett to uh, talk about sowing into the kingdom and how that can also bless you. And we're going to pray for it, uh, pray for you to start increasing in every area, including uh, your finances right now. We're believing God for you just like everybody else this year, for you to be out of debt to have extra, and for your salaries to increase. This is a year of increase. We love you. Here's Barrett.
Thanks for being on with us today. And right now, we are going to give you an opportunity to invest your seed in the kingdom of God. Just like what Pastor was saying with lottery mentality. You know, God's not a God of luck. He's a God of intentionality. He has intentionally sown his son into us that we could reap life and life in abundance. And then he's given us the ability to have that same system here in the earth. We have the ability to increase now. You have the ability right now to increase, not just spiritually, but financially. How? I'm so glad you asked. It's super easy. Not an inconvenience. It's not even barely. It's just not one. What you have to do is hear from God. The Lord tells us in his word that he has given seed to the sower. And if right now you in your heart, you know, after watching this broadcast, you need to invest your seed then congratulations, you have changed your heart to be a sower. Maybe you were a sower already. Either way, whether you were before, whether you are right now, God promises that he will supply seed. So all you need to do is ask God right now, Father, what do you want me to invest? How much money? What do you want me to sow? Look, we're not a respecter of seed. You know, we have we have somebody who has sown into the ministry chickens before. Your seed could literally be money. It could be your time. It could be whatever. Ask God, what do you want me to sow? But invest yourself in this word because just like with any investment, you're going to get a return. That's how he works. When you sow an apple seed, you get an apple tree. When you sow a cucumber seed, you get a cucumber plant. You right now have the opportunity to invest your seed in today's word and secure that that lottery mentality will not take place. You are literally investing yourself in God saying, Lord, I hear your word. I see the importance of it. Now I'm demonstrating my commitment to this word by investing my seed, which represents my life in your will, in your word and in your kingdom. Father, I legally partake of this word, I make it mine, and I invest myself with it. What happens is God is then able to bless you because you're investing in him. He's then legally able to bless you back. It's how he works. And all of that instruction aside, all you've got to do right now is ask him. So right now, Lord, speak to your viewers. Right now, speak to your people. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to sow. Thank you for the opportunity to have seed, time, and harvest. God, thank you that we are able to tap into your system and to be your people and do things your way. Lord, we thank you. And I ask right now, God, speak to each person. Reveal to them exactly what they are to sow. Lord, if you don't want them to sow, great. But Father, if you have called them to sow into this broadcast, make it clear, make it plain, and Lord, grace them to operate in boldness confidence and to cheerfully sow into your kingdom because you're a God who has good rewards laid up for those who invest themselves in you. You are a God of 30, 60, 100 fold. Lord, we thank you. Let it manifest quickly and over every seed that's been sown. Lord, I thank you for it. I thank you for the seeds that are coming. Lord, bless them. Bless the seed. May it be pressed down, shaken together, running over. May it return back to them quickly, supernaturally, quickly, God. Let it manifest back into their hands. 
Let them be blessed to be a blessing. Head and shoulders blessed above the rest. Blessing on the same level of Isaac. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for being on with us today. Thank you for those of you who are sewing. Even now, I know there are people sewing in places I can't see on the screen, but thank you for being obedient. Thank you for hearing the voice of God, doing what he tells you to do, and advancing the kingdom. And we thank you for being on with us. Also, side note, transition real quickly. We have not told you yet, I don't believe. We were announcing Evangelist Ankit coming in April. You may have noticed that we stopped that. That's because these meetings with Evangelist Ankit have actually moved. We're doing them later on in the year. It'll happen in the fall and they're going to be bigger. They're going to be better. It's going to be powerful. As we have more information, we'll get that to you. But the set of meetings in April, we have pushed that back to around the September, October timeline. We'll give you info on that. But in case you're looking for it, that's where it is. We love you. We will be back tomorrow at 1130 with another stinking thinking topic. Your life's about to go higher and higher, 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 as Buddy says. It's going to go great and greater and greaterest and all those things. As you watch these broadcasts, we'll be back live 1130 tomorrow morning here on Lunch Plus.